0: What's going on guys? Welcome to another episode of the FedIncan Podcast. We had Sheikh Alaa, the legend himself. We started speaking about his own Islamic journey starting in Qara and azhar and also when he came to Melbourne, why he made the decision coming down um, to become a Sheikh. We spoke about the importance and the impact of Muslim representation in the public eye like people as Muhammad Salah and other famous people have seen. And also humanizing these people, like himself and the other sheikhs and students of knowledge, and how normal it is to do it these days. Enjoy.
1: Thank you. Disgusting person! Look at this person that is doing this. Look at this person that is not wearing hijab.
0: It, dis- it makes them feel distant from exactly. the actual community. I don't belong to these people. Yeah.
1: Another dangerous thing is if another group takes them, and they say, true. "Come, don't worry." Mm. And the healing part of the whole process is through these people that have agenda, because mm. they, they have to fit in a group, they have to be part of a group, they have to belong. Mm. This is one of the three important things in life: food and drink, safety and security, belonging. Mm. That's the third thing in the life of everybody. Belonging to family, belonging to religion, belonging to a soccer club. You will find people trying to belong. That's always part of their life.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So so now we, have, we
1: have Islam goes hand in hand with that when we say <coughs> the important things, and the Al <coughs> Hajiyat, what people need. This one's <coughs> the Hajiyat that comes next after the Daruriyat, mm-hmm. most important thing. Mm. Daruri for me to live to eat and drink, Daruri for me to worship Allah, Daruri for me to, 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 uh, to, to have my safety and security in my life. And you yet what we need after that is the sense of belonging. Yeah. Where I belong, with which group, soccer club, family,
0: all these And scenes. honestly, Sheikh, I don't know about <laughs> your experiences, but I'll tell you... Like Have we started? Yeah, yeah, we'll... We flow laugh, with yeah, that, inshallah, yeah. Laugh, yeah. Right. So you can probably relate, but like briefly, when you do travel, and you do meet new people because you're in new your environments, it's a different feeling, but then when you meet Muslims... You f- straight away feel at home, you feel part of their community. Yes. And they obviously they bring you towards their community as well. Very That's inviting.
1: True. That's true. And and you see Ali, um, you know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said about this mm. in Surah Al-Kahf. <laughs> and we take the psychological part of, of, of having the sense of belonging and the sense of comfort. And this is actually one of the questions that a lot of migrant families when they come to Australia they say, you know, I have not uh, practiced Islam the way I, w- I used to practice in my country. And straight away, we asked them about their routine of life who they are, mi- uh, who, who are they mixing with? Do they have a special routine or a special so- social gathering that they are feeling this comfort of belonging to Muslim brothers This sisters? Mashallah, we have the Somali community around the Haruberg Mosque. Mm-hmm. You find them paying more, you know, rent to <coughs> live there next to the mosque mm. because they love it. They would like to belong to the Muslim community like many other communities, mashallah So uh, that's that's the psychological part of having the sense of belonging. And as I said again, Islam is uh, putting the needs of the people from a psychological perspective to the daruriyat, as we said, which is uh, the important thing for you to live as a human being, mm-hmm. food and drink, safety and security, having shelter, and hajiyat, what you need in life. And the top of the hajiyat is uh, the things that we need is the sense of belonging, mm-hmm. the comfort. Mm-hmm. And that's why A person that has a family that is surrounding them is totally feeling differently from a person that doesn't have a family. Mm, Yeah, true. A person that has a group to associate with, Mm. like this beautiful group, mashallah, Mm. is different from a person that doesn't have a group, doesn't have a routine. Mm. And the social aspect of life is
2: definitely affecting the Mm. way and style of life. On the topic of a sense of belonging and travelling, have you travelled much? Uh, Recently you did travel. Yes,
1: recently. And before I used to travel for (coughs) the Qur'an uh, competitions. Okay. Yes. So I traveled to Tunisia for the International Quran competition representing Egypt. Okay. And uh, I went in 2009. Okay. To the capital city of Tunisia, which is Tunis. And uh, um, that was the first time for me to leave Egypt and the first time for me to expose to someone that is reading the, of the Quran. Yep. Because when you, when you had the competition, we had about uh, 17 countries. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of them reading in Warsh. We read Hafs. Yep. Some of them read Warsh some of them read uh, Durya and Abi Amr, all these seven yeah, Qurayat. The I never uh, saw someone that is reading or reciting in this Qurayat. Mm. First time. Yes, Allah. yes. And also, we had sometimes even, you know, Abdul some political discussions yeah. when people said, for example, uh, you know, we, we, we don't know about Egypt and what's happening there, what's the situation of the Egyptian people in terms of supporting Palestine and, and being there for the people. So sometimes, traveling is, is opening up your mind to see new things. Yeah. And then I went to Saudi. I yep. worked there for one year yep. in the uh, Da'wah program for the new Muslims oh, nice. that are entering Islam. And they come to Saudi and sometimes we had a, uh, an online program as well. Yeah. And recently I had this um, international trip to um, visit can Indonesia. I, can I ask
3: yeah. about the Quran competition? Just because I don't know people yeah. that went for international competitions before. Yes. Mm. So how... Um, Obviously, you went to Tunisia. We'll talk about that competition, inshallah, in Sharlene 2009. Yeah. Do you go there and, for example, the Sheikh will just recite a random ayah, you need to complete the page? Is okay. that what it is or what type of competition is
1: it? I love this, yes, Chef. So it's, it's a very professional one. So in Egypt, I had to pass like six or seven stages. So I would start firstly in my city and then you go to the, um, to the, to the region that you're living in and then you go nationally and then they take one person to represent. Was it
3: like an under 18s comp, or was yeah. this just under okay. eighteen? Beautiful. Yes. yes. And, and what are they testing, What are they testing you on?
1: So they're testing me in the Quran. They tell you the ayah. In Tunisia, they would tell you part of the ayah, and you continue.
2: Oh, <laughs> okay. So there's levels to it. Yes. Yeah. yeah and that's the
1: top, the top level of the True. Quran competition. And uh, so they would say, for example, Inna um, Qadir. Uh, the one in Surah Al-Anfal or Surah Al-Tawbah. <laughs> okay. What comes after that? Yeah, And then they specify The end of the ayah And then you continue after it So for example You know that there's five Or six of them Yeah. But he tells you which surah And you continue after it
2: yeah. That's tough Because obviously Like with memorization Everyone memorizes differently Like for yeah. example Some people connect The end of the ayah To the start of the next ayah yes. And that's t- technically considered weak yes. if you've memorized in a certain exactly. way so exactly. you've got to yes. know all forms yes. wow, that you must have been to tough.
1: keep the memorization and the revision all the a- time and
2: was that one of your goals growing up to compete uh, in one of those competitions? Well, I
1: thanks to my parents here Abdul, ya Alhamdulillah and Allah subhanahu ta'ala first and foremost because uh, that was one of the main goals yeah. we had in life. Alhamdulillah, I have my brother and my sister yeah. we all memorized the whole Quran and we all finished at the age of 10 Allah and uh, my mom is a Quran teacher and I'm teaching the Quran, the 7 Quran now so that was the approach of the whole family and uh, I'm here because of the Quran, by the way. Because mm-hmm. I mainly wanted to study engineering. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I missed it by 0.5%. So right. I got 915 Yeah. and it was 92 <coughs> And And uh, subhanAllah, I didn't know what to do after that. And um, I fin—I I finished the Quran at the age of 10 and I was leading Salah when I was at the high school. Mm-hmm. And then um, I got, I said, in university that comes after that. You know, it doesn't matter for me. In your yeah. study that will do. Um and there is a man that met my father. See how Allah plans? Yeah. And how Allah would like to accommodate what you have of, of, of intention and talent and, and, and what Allah gifted you with to be in the right place. Mm-hmm. Like, like this Shabaab, MashaAllah, this gathering. Yeah. You know, Not all the young people would care about having a podcast and discussion and community work. Mm. Yeah. So that man just met my father after I studied even the Department of Translation. He yeah. said to my father, there is a Department of Islamic Studies in English. Even though we don't speak English, we just... Yeah. Just right, yeah. And but he said this department is teaching about the rules of Muslims in Western countries, and I know that the Quran he's reciting. You know, if he succeeds in joining one of the Islamic centers in in one of the Western countries, that would be good for him. And after I studied for two months in that department of translation, so I, the maximum I would do I would be a translator in Egypt, yeah, in one of the companies or something, yeah. But Allah Subhanahu wa Taala plans, yeah. Yani, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I always remember that ayah, وَأَلْقَيْتُ عَلَيْكَ مَحَبَّةً مِّنِّي وَلِتُصْنَعَ عَلَى عَيْنِي When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Prophet said about the hadith, إِنَّ Allah إِذَا أَحَبَّ عَبْدًا That's why we say to some people, you're Asal. Okay? Yeah. Oh may Allah make you from you the hadith. You said it when we were walking. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, so the sahaba said, what do you mean Asalahu? He said Allah will use him in what he wants him to be in terms of the good paths. And then he will become a Asal person True. because of doing what Allah wants. Yeah. So um, I, 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 I joined that department mm-hmm. not knowing where I would go mm-hmm. because you know we had to be filtrated to be 60 people joining that department after tests of Quran and, and even some uh, entry level of English yeah. to study the, that course. Mm-hmm. And then we ended up having like two out of 60 that are working in Western countries
2: now wow.
1: in this uh, field.
2: And you're one of two? I'm one of two. Allah. 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 Yeah.
1: So my colleague is in, 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 in the US now. He's also an imam there. Yeah. That was with me and
3: uh, yeah. Wow. J- just so I can understand the timeline. So when you were 18, <coughs> you did this two-month course. Did you study at like a jamia or anything? I studied at University of Al-Azhar.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. As yes. well. Yes. Okay, so sure.
3: that was, I studied in Al-Azhar from
1: prep. Oh. From prep.
3: You went to the schooling at Al-Azhar? School we have in okay. Mahat. Yeah. It's a Ma'had,
1: the Institute of Al-Azhar. Yeah which is the, like the Shari'i, shari'i Institute. Yep. So it's different from the public school, like mm-hmm. a private Islamic school there, mm-hmm. but on that level of being a Muslim country. Yep. So Al-Azhar, we, I went from prep to year 12, and the course that I do in year 12, some universities are, are, are teaching it. Mm-hmm. So they teach the fiqh and the Aqida and the hadith and the tafsir mm-hmm. of what we study in the high school, mm-hmm. in the universities. Oh. And then we go to a deeper level of understanding or uh, studying the sharia in, uh, in the university, so, we we'll study the of madhahib. Uh, all four. All four. Yeah. Okay, in ibadat and mu'amalat, all the transactions and the uh, acts of worship. And on top of that, we have the fiqh al akaliyat fiqh of minorities. Mm-hmm. So, the the jurisprudence of Muslims living in Western countries.
3: Subhanallah. Yes,
1: and I specialize more in relationships. Yeah. And the practice of the Prophet in terms of their relationships and how he dealt with the non-Muslims. Because this is like. What, what, what helps us to move on in life with, yeah. with, with light, with guidance? Mm. Mm-hmm. Because, of course, you know, we would love to have a good relationship with everybody. Yeah. But how, was th- how would that be based on uh, the practice of Rasulullah Sallallahu so you Alaihi know, Wasallam, interacting, integrating with people? That's why I was talking in that program now, about yeah. the practical part of the, of the life of Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam when he established that Treaty of Medina, mm. yeah. dealing with the non-Muslims. What are the conditions? And analyzing these conditions, yeah. what they refer to. Yeah. So when you have that guidance and we have that light in your path that helps you to do things while you're confident,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but if you just do it for the sake of pleasing people and being nice and kind,
3: yeah, it will
2: be challenged in time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. In regards to the um, the fiqh, so it's a five-year course. Yeah. At the Jamia. At the Jamia.
3: Subhanallah yes. So schooling, so 13-year school or 12-year yes. school plus five years. Exactly. Reality. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yes.
2: I was going to ask in regards to the the fiqh the the fifth one that you mentioned The yes. fiqh of the al Aqaliyat. S- yeah the smaller one mean the fiqh of minorities Of minorities yeah In Muslim countries And I'm doing my masters now
1: True um, so How's
2: that r- collaborated Like how, how do Because obviously in Egypt The yeah. issues there are not similar To those of the West Exactly So exactly. how Do the sheikhs over here Yes
1: Jazakallah khairi abdu It's a very good question Because There were many scholars From al-Azhar That travelled mm-hmm. overseas And there were two challenges For them The first one yeah. is the language Yeah And that's why They teach the language and of course, it depends on the passion of the person to uh, of of achieving in their life. So I took it seriously. I studied some English in the British Council in uh, in Egypt. I had some courses and I had to work hard yep. for like hard three months yep. to study one level. Yeah, true. So we had this school like all nine months together. Mm. We just have two weeks in between two terms. Mm. So um, and then so f- four and a half, four and a half, and two weeks in between. And then three months as a holiday. Wow. Well. And I used to work that holiday in all the time of the high school so that I can go and make some money to study for one level for yep. six months. Mm. To be able to and you know some of the even I uh, uh, when I came to Australia, my wife is born here and I said, I don't wanna have an Egyptian accent of speaking English because that's mm, gonna be horrible. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> <I love that>. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and and young people here yeah. wouldn't make it easier for me. Yeah. Especially at an academic place like school. Yeah, true. And I was uh, at the high school and I and I saw the importance of yeah of, of speaking the language to the people to talk. And the second thing is understanding. And you know Abdullah said a great verse in the Quran about the Prophets when he sent them. Mm-hmm. He said, Ya Ali Wama arsalna illa Yeah. And Allah has not sent a prophet except with the, the literal translation, is the, the, the tongue of his people. The tongue in the Arabic dictionary refers to not only the language, but also the culture, understanding everything. That's why you wouldn't find one nation that mocked their prophet because of the lack of understanding the culture. And unfortunately, this is one of the challenges that is facing so many sheikhs that are coming to a Western country, they don't know what the, what the culture they... even the mm-hmm. ahkam of teening, for example with buying houses, dealing with the uh, finance issues, dealing with university challenges. I remember in King Khalid with the Sheikh Bilal Asad. the first time I went with him in the classroom was for year 12. Mm. And the topic was, how can young Muslims deal with the challenges that they face in university? And I said, I've never been to university here. Mm. I don't know what's going on. Mm. I don't know what they deal with. And from that time, I decided to reach out to Islamic uh, 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 societies and universities. And we had talks, we had discussions, we had sessions, and I understand what they go through and talk to my wife and talk to young people. And, uh, you know, um, I, I believe that there's a lot of you know, passion and a lot of love for the religion, mm-hmm. especially in the hearts of the young people, people like you. Yeah. But unfortunately, understanding what they go through could be very challenging for, for many sheikhs and yeah. many imams that are not really going deeply to understand what it means. Yeah. You know, starting from a young girl or a young man that is going to a public school, people don't understand their religion. Mm. They don't know what they're wearing. They don't know that look of a Muslim. They don't know certain practices like the month of Ramadan. And you go your Ashraf to the classroom and you say to some people, you know, I cannot, I cannot drink or eat the whole day. Mm. Not even water? Nothing. Yeah. Mm. And some people would say, what a torturing religion. <coughs> yeah. Why yeah. would you do that? True. And I have, I, I have heard that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I have heard people like feeling sorry for men and say, ah, why would you do that? Mm. But when they know about the wisdom and the human value of practicing that, that's the reason that we talk about it always. You know, there's a parliamentarian in Canada now that has been fasting four years with the Muslims. Four years. He's not a Muslim yet. And he says, I went once, I was invited once to one of the iftars of the Muslims. And the imam that understood the wisdom of Ramadan, I understood the gathering and the, the people that are coming to share an iftar with the Muslims. He said, the imam said, look at this food and close your eyes for a few seconds. Remember those who do not have that food in front of them now. Remember those who have been fasting the whole day and they're running after some water that, are c- that is clean and they walk you know, long distances to find that and sometimes they cannot find it in a bottle and they have to drink it from the ground. And then open your eyes after that. He said, what do you feel? And then that man said, I started from then to fast that month w- with the Muslims, feeling the hunger and the thirst that people are feeling. And that money that I used to <coughs> buy lunch and food and drink, I'm going to save that and at the end of the month, I give it to the poor people. Which we have as zakat al Yeah, Zakat is, is that yeah, concept is. Of, of being paid for that reason. Wow. So that man understood the, the wisdom of fasting the month of Ramadan. Mm-hmm. When I go to a mosque and I see people drinking some water and they're throwing the rest of the... Water bottle. people that have a very big plate of food and they throw, uh, they throw half of it. Yeah, excessiveness. They do not understand what Ramadan is. Yeah, yes. That's why we talk about the wisdom <coughs> behind the aḥkam, salah. <coughs> why, why has it to be performed at the mosque? Why is it twenty-seven degrees more for the per, for the person that is praying in congregation? And as Ali said, the the, the impact <coughs> of the social practice of the act of worship on the worshipper. Mm-hmm. Rather than praying by myself, we prayed in COVID at home. But would it be the same feeling of going to the mosque?
2: No, it's not even close. Exactly. Wow. Yes. wow. I was going to ask you in regards to, um, obviously you're talking about the disconnect between the community and the imams and whatnot. Mm. And obviously being born and raised in Egypt, moving here to Australia. <coughs> how is that assimilation process for you? Yes. Um, I I would rather
1: use the word integration integration yes rather than assimilation because australia itself is is calling for you know the the um, the protection of the culture that we came with mm-hmm. and the practice that we have in terms of the religions so 200 cultures that we have yeah. according to the last statistics and and 120 religions that people practice and they australia is the most leading diverse country in the world in because the world. of that exactly oh, wow. exactly so so we would like to keep the practice and the culture and the practice of Islam and the identity as Muslims we we integrate true which means that with every culture we respect with the religion we respect but I have my identity as Muslim I have my values I have my practice I have my culture the way and an and identity is, is is a bunch of so many things mm-hmm. one of which is even the the, 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 pra- the religious practice mm-hmm. because some of these religious practices they have they have a certain shape they have yeah. a certain way of, 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 of dressing like the Islamic, What we call the Islamic dress But it is not really the Islamic dress Because Islamic dress is anything that is modest And then anything that is modest Would be called Islamic mm. But there is an Islamic shape Of what a Muslim would look like Whether having the hijab Or the niqab Or having the garment, the thawb So that person would be identified as a Muslim I'm proud of that yeah. And I would take the challenge of Sometimes I go to the Northland shopping centre there And I'm wearing my my thawb and my hat, a two-meter person, sometimes even when I walk in the city yeah. in my uniform, yeah. and people would think that uh, this guy's coming from from another planet or something, <laughs> mm. especially yeah. when, I'm, when, I'm holding, when I'm holding a bag. I'm going to the city, Ashraf, mm. going to do a marriage. Mm. And then you can see the security officers say, ah, this guy's wearing this and he's holding a bag with him. <laughs> you know, keep an eye on him. Yeah. So I said, that's fine. I keep a smile on my face, mm. and sometimes I would stop, have a talk with some of them. I explain to them what that, what that is. Mm. Sometimes I would have a water bottle in my hand that I have not used, and i give it to someone and start a conversation. So it's more about awareness. Mm-hmm. And as much as I respect people, I expect them to respect me as well. Facts. And that would take us to you know, how much we do to spread awareness mm-hmm. about who we are, what is our role as Muslims. That is not only limited to sheikhs or imams that are giving talks. I believe that people like you. And a podcast like this would be a message that is received by Muslims and non-Muslims more than some mosques and some imams and sheikhs.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. So you, it's the idea, because we see different kinds of imams knowing in the community, and you, like you said before the podcast, you try to have an approach where you spread in outside of the mosque. Yes. Um, where did this come from? Was this something in Egypt that your teachers were teaching you? Is <sighs> it because of your upbringing? Or I love this, yes. Sheref. Yes,
1: that's a very good question. And, and uh, this is something that I, I love reading the Sira. And I love, because part of this uh, understanding of, of fiqh al most of the ahkam are taken from the seerah of the Prophet Sala 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 Sala. Sala. And Sala. that practical part of the, the seerah, because the text has different interpretations. We have so many tafasir, so many scholars that are explaining. And when you go through the seerah, you see that social and, 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 and community work the mm-hmm. Prophet used to do, especially with young people. Having a lot of trust in them, motivating them getting them to be part. Mu'adh ibn Jabal radiallahu anhu. He is the one the Prophet sent to him to the people of Yemen. And he asked him a very critical question. He said, Ya Mu'adh, I'm going to send you to the people of Yemen to educate them. What are you going to do there? He said, I will judge between them according to the Quran. And then if you don't find, if you do not find that hukm that you're teaching in the Quran, what will you do? He said, in the sunnah of the Prophet. And then he said, if you don't find that in the sunnah of the Prophet, what will you do? As a young man, he said, Ya Rasulullah, which means I will try to figure out I'll <coughs> do the ijtihad based on the methodology and the way that you taught me, alu. I'm not gonna go extreme. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna go, I'm kinda I'm gonna come, I'm not gonna come up come up with something crazy from my mind. Yeah. Right, having that methodology. And from that way of spreading the sahaba everywhere, going to educate, Islam, Ya <coughs> Sharif is teaching us not to be selfish with money, but also with education and knowledge. And we are facing a challenge from knowing and going to gatherings and events and seeing what's happening in life. There's a lot of racism and Islamophobia, especially in the last 10 years, that resulted in Christchurch church to happen. And we have chosen as Muslim community to be part of the solution. We're not waiting just for government campaigns to educate about who we are. We push for that to happen. But also we tell them that we're part of the solution. Through opening the doors of the mosque, people come. Know from me mm. about who I am. Otherwise, I'm going to search about Muslims and I put a message that I received on Facebook after I, I took a permission from the lady that I did her daughter's marriage. Pure white Aussie family that married the daughter off to a a, a a Sri Lankan nice man. And I went wearing my thawb and my hat. They never saw that. And it's it's a very, you know, um, far place away for even from where Muslims would be. And then everyone started panicking when they saw me. Mm-hmm. They don't know what's going to be said. Even the, the groom said to me, can you please tell me what you're going to say because I don't mm-hmm. know what's going to happen. You know, I don't want people mm. to feel awkward. <laughs> I said, you know, I'm no, not coming so to make, yeah, to make true. people feel awkward. Yeah. You know, and uh, I, will, I will leave it as a surprise. Mm. Don't worry. That so made what did you say? <laughs> What did you say? So when I went, <laughs> I, I started, of course, Boom. usually as I'm saying, by Quran recitation. Yeah. That is talking about, and subhanAllah, the verse of marriage that is talking about this is one of many verses that are talking about the signs that show the greatness of Allah. That Allah started with, or by talking about the major sign which is about the creation of people. And subhanAllah, ya Abdul, when we look at the verse, Allah says, Wa min ayati an khalaqakum min Allah created us from dust, from clay, and then I take that verse to our life here in Australia by saying, subhanAllah, from that uh, clay or dust, Allah created Ali from Lebanon. Abdul from Somalia, Ala from Egypt, this person from Afghanistan, from Pakistan, 200 nationalities from the same thing. Who can create like Allah? No one. Then the verse that talks about marriage. I talk about that that preparation and the plan of Allah for them to meet. Because you know Ashraf, Ashraf is going to get married, MashaAllah, may Allah bless him, grant him all the barakah and the happiness with his bride. You know Ashraf, When we ask, and I tell them this, if we ask Ashraf and the bride a few years back, would you know the person that Allah has decided for you to be with? And Allah chose for Ashraf that bride from all the people that Ashraf may meet in his life. And the same thing for his Mm -hmm. bride. So we talk about the part of the qadr and that part of the plan of Allah for us that we trust it. SubhanAllah, see the the amazing verse that comes after the verse of marriage? وَمِنْ The creation of heavens and earth. وَاخْتِلَافُ The differentiation in the languages that you talk. And the colors of your faces. And you know, Ya Ali, when we started Sharia, we say, Allah put every single verse in the Quran in a specific aura with a wisdom. It's not just out of nowhere Just put this right there and this right there. No. Why did Allah put marriage, Ya Ashraf, before the creation of heavens and earth? What is greater? Marriage. Hmm. The reason why... Allah, even when studying Sharia, will say, The whole universe is to serve that human being. Mm-hmm. As if Allah tells us, when Ashraf becomes a reason for his bride to be happy, when she becomes a reason for him to be happy, Allah honors this way of making each other happy through this relationship, even more the creation of heavens and earth. Because you have become the reason for someone to be happy. After I did that speech, talking about these signs that show the greatness of Allah, one of which is that marriage. That lady, the mother of the bride, sent me a message. She said, I was panicking before you came. <laughs> yeah. I went on the internet and I read how Muslim men may mistreat the woman, Islamically. <laughs> See what they could read. Mm. And when I put it on Facebook publicly after I took her permission, because yeah. I said, we need people to read that mm. and know that you have opened your heart genuinely to know and you change your perspective that was different from the one that you had after I spoke. Mm. And um, she changed. She said, You relieved my, 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 my panic, even though I know that he's a nice man, but I still had that worry in my heart. So, again, Ya Ali and yeah. Ashraf and Abdul and all the brothers, mashallah, may Allah bless you all. How to make a change. And Nelson Mandela, in a time of war and people are getting killed very hard time. And the Prophet taught us this from before even Nelson Mandela. Mm. He said that knowledge is the most powerful weapon that you can have to make a change. Mm. So it is knowledge now that Ali and Abdul and Ashraf and all the brothers, all the Shabab have to make. And all of us, that's why we're not taking a mosque as only a place of worship, but also to educate, change the misconceptions, the stereotyped way, of way about thinking of Islam. And the large amount of... Mm. Wrong information about Islam on the internet. Can especially.
3: I can I ask now? Because, for example, we all agree, you have to spread Dawah and make change outside of the mosque. Yes. Then now some people have the mindset it's like, okay, should I be going to the non-Muslims mm-hmm. like you do on Because obviously, you your Imam, your Sheikh, compared mm-hmm. to us, you know, layman. Mm-hmm. Should we be looking at doing the Muslim community first, yep. or should we be looking at the outer? Yes. Because even when we go to our soccer team, when we go work at a, our normal jobs in the city, yes. we're ambassadors of the djinn. Yes. We might be the only Muslims that the people know. Exactly. So can you tell us a bit about our approach outside of the mosque yes. and how we can try to change our mindset? Yeah, I love this. A very good question. Because some people would be confused about where to start from.
1: I have chosen to work on both, but more of the non-Muslim community work. Because I would like to be part of that change, especially when you, when you need more people there in this area. Of course you have to focus on the number that you have already of the Muslims to make them stronger in their identity and their beliefs and their practice. But there is a time when we need the balance of doing that work with the non-Muslim community as well because when you build inside your house, you need the protection outside of the house. And if that protection is not there, it's going to come inside your house and, and cause a damage. So that's why we need to We have a lot of young Muslims who have a very strong identity. In terms of their practice, Mashallah, they pray on time. They have a very good relationship with their parents. But once they face a challenge outside of the mosque, outside of the house or the family atmosphere, unfortunately, they struggle. Mm. They don't know how to understand it. That's why I have taken that path. You know, not choosing to have the perfect or the most perfect example of what a Muslim would be, because you have to be patient. You have to know that you're dealing with a lot of challenges. You have to know that you deal with. Many things or many examples that you may wish for them to be better than what they are, but you would deal with them the way they are until you achieve that goal. And that's what we have in Sharia as well. Even the Ahkam of Quran came with the same concept. a tadaruj, gradation. Starting from the prohibition of wine, for example. Three stages, as we know. And how can we make a change in stages? How to build a trust? You know, Sometimes I sit with some people and I could feel it and I could see it. People that wouldn't even look at me, wouldn't even want to deal with me mm-hmm. when I give a talk or a speech.
2: Non Muslim or Muslim? Yes, non Muslim. Non Muslim, yeah.
1: Or could be even a Muslim. Yeah. <laughs> could be a Muslim sometimes. Yeah, you do nice. Exactly. And, and then it depends on the approach yeah. that is going to happen after that. Knowing, for example, that they may not be the best practicing Muslim, but they have in their mind, ah, oh, a Sheikh has come, I'm, I'm going to be judged now. I'm going to be asked, why are you not wearing hijab? Why are you not doing this and that? But my approach is, is coming to a common goal with them. Whatever they are, trying even to make that positive change by showing them how it should be rather than telling them, why are you not doing this? When people, this is the nature of people. When I see Ali practicing a, a better talent of soccer, I will try to learn from Ali. Okay, I will try to, to imitate him and do it exactly like him. So people would like to see the example rather than being told, okay, why don't you try to do this? You're, not, you're doing something wrong. You're not a good Muslim. So the sense of belonging, how to embrace our young Muslims, because we don't know in which atmosphere they were raised. We have people that are coming from broken families. People that had their parents divorced at the age of four and five. No one to educate them. No one told them to make wudu. And I see some of these people at the age of 30 still doing mistakes in wudu. Nobody told them. Some of them, they did not have any education, Islamic education. And I meet them in terms of inheritance, for example. No one told them anything. So what would my job be? Would I embrace these people and get them back and try to change whatever we can change? or I tell them, I'm sorry, you're not the example that I'm looking for? So it requires a lot of patience, a lot of, um, you know, sometimes criticism. Criticism. People don't understand what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And they just say, look is going to that place what is he doing there mm. you know why is he talking to these sisters that are not wearing hijab True, why is yeah. he dealing with yeah, these yeah. people that are not? because you have to make a change yeah exactly because you have to show them because you have a goal to play there or to, to, to achieve there but people that are out of the picture are out of the image they wouldn't understand it exactly. that's why political challenges social challenges all these challenges and sometimes they just require an imam to be there Otherwise, we would have a person that is talking about verse of the Quran in a very different way. Mm. Mm. Away from the Sahih, from the authentic ones. Yeah. So we need to ensure that change happens in the right way.
2: And it's so much easier to make criticism than actually implement change. So much easier, Abdul, to
1: work within our people yeah. and rest and relax yeah. and to not have any, any worry or any stress or anything and you go back home and that's it. Yeah. Mm. How if do you, you stress though? If you would like to take it as a job. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not saying he has a job. Exactly. You know, there's there's a cost for this. True. From your family time, from your wife time, from from your entertainment and refreshment time. You know, why would I go? Why would I go on a weekend to have an event to give a talk for, for one and a half two hours? You know, driving there. You know, I would spend that time with my family.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, at the end of the day, you get criticized for going and talking somewhere. Mm-hmm. But you have a goal that you believe in.
2: Yeah,
3: 100. Yeah. I, I think people don't understand. It. It's like if you're not there. There won't be anyone. And like you said, people will be misquoting the Qur'an. Yeah, I love this. Situation. And even an idea like that you acknowledge you're not perfect. Yes. And you're going to go there and you're going to do your best. Exactly. And I feel like people have this fallacy. Like when they think about Islamic history. Mm. Like uh, Abdul Ali and I have been re- recently like dabbling into Islamic history. Mm. And people think that because we had like the golden ages and we had this Abbasids uh, and there were And we, had the yes. we were in Spain for 800 years. We think it's all... Sunshine and rainbows. Yes. If you actually go deep down into Islamic history, you see that mm. you know the, the as they say, Islam is perfect but Muslims aren't. We're yes. human. Yes. You know, we, we yes. make mistakes. Exactly. And that's where it's like all of us, like <coughs> even us here on the couch, there's often times mm. where we make mistakes in things we say. Yes. You know, you might yes. think that you could have worded something better. Yes. But our role is still to be pushing the identity. Yes. You yeah. know.
1: I love this, that's
3: totally right.
1: And again, we don't know what's happening in the lives of people, especially mm. young people. Mm. And you know, people don't come to sheikhs when life is perfect. Mm-hmm. They come with problems, are they? Yeah, true. So when they tell you about the history of how they grew up, how they were raised, what happened to them, and the traumas they went through, you say, alhamdulillah, that this person still comes to us. Alhamdulillah, they still want to talk to us. Facts. Alhamdulillah, that they still have that goodness in their heart to make a change. Mm-hmm. But if I look at them from the outside, I don't know what happened in their life. I don't know how many traumas they went through. Okay, what an easy thing to judge and, and I choose my 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 angel group of muslims to deal with and that's it and that's it. But if you would like to do community work, it's very challenging, very hard, but inshallah sincerity, good intention, patience, wanting to change, you know, although the challenges that you would face is the most important thing. Allah, what you, share? I love Lucy Ashraf. I'm all so up, proud of yeah. you, mashallah, as leading people doing us. that.
3: Um, But I wanted to, now you, because I don't think us three, maybe us five in the room, we've never went to a sheikh with a complaint. (coughs) We might just ask for some Islamic questions, you know, like, you know, (laughs) alhamdulillah, the trauma in our life isn't (laughs) that (laughs) level, at least, you know. Can you talk about some of the things people come to you for? Because we had, like, a brother from National Zakat Foundation, he talks about people being homeless, domestic violence, and we're like, Mm. no, this doesn't happen in our community. And he goes, I get a call every day about it, and we're like, well... Mm. Exactly. You know, so maybe you could open it up, you know, up about some, some stories that have happened.
1: If I ask you about your own life and the, the challenges that you've been through, I'm sure that it will be totally different from the ones that I've been through because right. I was living in Egypt. Mm-hmm. And I believe that the challenges that young Muslims are facing in Australia sure, would be even more. Hmm. So I'm dealing with issues like um, problems with family members, especially that gap between parents and children. Many of them who do not have the understanding, especially migrant parents, and we are required to respect them, to love them, sometimes to accept them the way they are. Mm. That could be challenging for you know, modern Muslim generations that are born and raised in Australia because mm. you know, we have the freedom, we have the, the uh, freedom of making our decision as well and how to reconcile between what parents want and what kids want in a peaceful way. True. That's why during the school holidays I would be focusing on young people. During mm-hmm. the other times when I have majority of parents assi- attending the Juma prayer, I would be talking to uh, about topics for parents more mm-hmm. than young people. And sometimes I get both on the same. I send a message here, and <laughs> a message there to do the, the make the peace in the in the Juma khutba. As in the parents complain about the kids, yes, and the kids exactly, about the exactly, <laughs> trying to reconcile between both of them. Yeah. <laughs> okay, while they're sitting together, so that, that that's this is a major issue, mm. and um, you know people are not talking about that. A couple issues. You know, people that are getting married very young and unfortunately getting divorced because mm-hmm. of the lack of support, because of not understanding what it means to be a husband and wife. You can't imagine the happiness of them before getting married. Mm. And your heart is really broken when you see them after six months, after one year, after two years getting divorced. And that moment of happiness that I sometime remember mm-hmm. how I did that marriage, how everybody mm-hmm. was happy. And how it, ended, uh, how, how it ended. So that's why, you know, sitting with them, getting with them, and as a family, not taking a side sometimes. So you go through that, you go through marriage challenges, yeah. sometimes cultural marriages and cultural differences that people you, you get shocked mm-hmm. to see sometimes people are not willing to marry from another culture, to not accept mm-hmm. people. And your role then is to get back to the rules of Islam and to help. Um, um yeah, family issues, um, young people issue mental health issues mm. that unfortunately has taken to the path of the lack of practice of Islam. Mm. Especially with parents and some Muslim families that would never acknowledge that except as a lack of practice. You'll go read some Quran. Yeah. Go do some prayers, you know why? Because you're not praying, fed your time.
2: Yeah, Shout out <laughs> 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 Okay. No, all communities wallahi. Yeah.
1: Without any exception. And sometimes, I spoke about my culture. Mm -hmm. This is not something that we were raised with. There's nothing that is called mental health. Mm. (laughs) We would not pay 10 Egyptian pounds to see a psychologist or (laughs) a counsellor. Because people are busy doing other things. Mm -hmm. It's not part of the culture. Alhamdulillah, we have that here. And to acknowledge that is a great achievement with parents sometimes, with families. To acknowledge the fact that you need to see a psychologist and to invest time and effort to do this. I deal with... um, Unfortunately, cases after divorce. You know, sometimes people unfortunately take revenge and they kid you see the kids struggling and suffering. And so many problems, yeah. You know, I don't want to talk about the have a solution, dark side of the yeah. <laughs> <Like> S- solutions. <laughs> yeah. yeah, solutions is, is all about you know, education, it's all about yeah. being caring rather than judgmental, yeah. being a person that is open to have knowledge and upgrade the way you could even raise your kids, even if you are 60 and 70. You know, the first thing that I did here with my wife, you're born here, you know what's happening in this country, I don't even know what's Mm. going on. So tell me, in terms of the university atmosphere, how it works. Tell me how you guys think. Tell me about an OCD for some Muslims here that I'm repeating the wudu five times, or ten times. (coughs) Because in Egypt, we hardly find that. But for a young Muslim here that does not have a proper access to an Imam or a Sheikh that would even acknowledge that. You know what? Sheikh, I've been repeating my Salah five times because you're not concentrating. You do something after the Salah. You're busy thinking of dunya. No, because I have an OCD. And I have so many reasons for that. But <laughs> yeah. nobody acknowledges that. So that would sometimes need uh, a, a, a psychologist rather than a Sheikh even to deal with it. So the Sheikh is not to be asked. Or the psychologist is to be asked. So um, it's, it's education, embracing people, accepting them the way they are, trying to help rather than judging. And um, this is the best approach that is working with me. Mm-hmm, I yeah. don't know about other people, but I'm sure that there are many people like you who are doing the same thing, not only with the religious part of the practice <laughs> or the practice of the religion, but, but with other issues of life. We would like to be embraced and fact, say, yeah. take it easy, yeah, don't worry, and help you with it.
0: Hang on a second. You're not subscribed. Do me a favor, run that mouse or your finger to the bottom there. Click that subscribe button, turn on that notification bell as well. Thank you. Sheik, one thing I realized is as well, for people to be able to feel like they're like, more inviting, like the Sheik, the, the Sheikh's making people feel more comfortable with you, yeah. is f- with how you speak to them. Is how you dress and how much you contribute in the community. Like as simple as what you're wearing now, you're wearing football clothing, soccer clothing. Yes. It makes a big difference. We, I feel a lot closer to you, yes. even though it's not <laughs> Liverpool, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I still I feel a lot closer to you. I understand where you're coming from, what you like. I love the you, It's your. It's normalizing you. Yes,
1: exactly. I love bless you. Um, as we said again, it's it's. Uh, I uh, some some people would would like to have that. You know. Like the status. yeah. The sheikh is coming wearing this aba and this thawb this, uh, and the hat. And the, making it very official mm. for people to build bridge, bridges with them. To make them trust them and have the them in them. It's of course the language that you talk to them. The way you dress. The way yeah. you engage with them. Sometimes, you know, we played soccer mm. so many times together. And even sometimes you just need to call them Alaa. You know, the word sheikh, yeah, no, it's not a big deal if, if people miss it. If people don't say it, you know, you would love to be... And this is part of the culture that we have here. Yep. Some people, we meet ministers and we meet the governor, we meet the, 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 the premier, just call them by their names. Mm. But Some people, if you get rid of the title and you don't say before the name, ah, oh, you committed a crime. Mm-hmm. Let's say that's a kabir, a major <laughs> sin. So how to make people feel close to you through the language. The, the way you dress, the way you talk to them, the way you share activities with them. You know the Prophet used to Stop. meet the young people and he stops and he talks to them. And he used to check on people and he used to sit with them and deal with them. You know, I know Sheikhs are so busy, but unfortunately they still have it could be even in the way they dress. Mm. You know, I give the Sheikhs that big status. And you know, the opposite of that when they do a mistake, people lose trust in them.
0: Mm.
1: Because they did not Realize the fact he's just a human being. Allah yeah, out of the mosque is Allah. <laughs> like, like Ashraf and Ali and Abdullah. He's a human being. <laughs> yeah. He can do anything. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it, what he's doing is, even subhanAllah, the scholars in the past, they recognize that fact of, Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala will give support to the religion, not only through the good people. There would be some people, but we don't know mm. what's in their heart. They could mm. be working on, mm. you know, being better. And we don't know that. So of course, the language we talk to the young people, the way we engage with them, sharing activities with them, talking the language that they talk, validating and understanding what they go through. It's something Mm -hmm. important. Because I can make you feel that, unfortunately, you're nothing. You know, How come you miss your salah? How come you do this? Rather than providing the solution for that. Mm. Don't worry. Take it easy. I know that you've been through a lot. Let's work on finding a solution for that. That's why, Ashraf, getting back to your question again, there's a lot of talks from young people and questions that they would never share with anybody else. They say, I have committed that sin. And if my community and my friends and people know, you know, I would be out of the country, not out of the uh, out of the house. So how to get them back again? How to normalize, or how to acknowledge, not normalize, because we don't normalize the sin, but we acknowledge it, that it happened for, for a reason, for being weak in a certain stage of your life, and how to get back mm-hmm. to the right path. So... People wouldn't do that, Ya Ali, without trusting you. Yeah, people sure. wouldn't do that without knowing that you're a person that wouldn't say, "Ah, oh, shame on you. How did you do this? Wallahi, a young man spoke to me from Sydney last week or two weeks ago. He said, it was, was very hard for me even to talk to someone from Sydney. But I needed someone to talk to. And it took me a few weeks to talk about this and two or three people that understood where I'm coming from. And then I need to change myself. So if people don't find that...
2: Unfortunately, you would not make a change. Facts. Yeah. Before you were just speaking about how, like, um, I guess Sheikh Alaa outside of the masjid is still Alaa at the end of the day and all that kind of yes. stuff. Yeah. So you are human. Yes. <laughs> True. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> yes. Yes, of course. <laughs> like for your all You're my people, yeah, Yabdo. A hundred percent. You know,
1: you, 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 you would like to go to. <coughs> I take my offer and go to the soccer game. Yeah. I, I, I play soccer with Ali and Ashraf and and. and all the brothers and, and and the Shabab in the community, yeah, I will like them and I talk. Th- I, when they make jokes, sometimes even some words would not, would get out of the context and yeah, they'll start, get surprised. Okay, it happens. Exactly, okay, no problem. Mm. But how to still have that connection with them?
2: Exactly. I was going to ask on top of that the whole human factor and all that. Yeah. Um, obviously when people obviously tell you certain things and you hear about certain problems because you are very involved in the community, um. How do you separate that from like your personal life and not like over personalize it? Allah bless you. Very good.
1: Um uh, it's uh yeah. it's it's an important thing because as I told you, that happens mostly when when, when I do even some work mm-hmm. in the community cycle. So, like, like I've been engaging recently with the Afghan women team. The Afghan? Women team. Yep. Okay. So the national Afghan women team that came from Afghanistan. Oh wow. Some of these sisters are not wearing hijab. Mm-hmm. All right. And I had attended with the Melbourne Victory Club. We had an award night for them, mm-hmm. and
2: uh, I seen that for.
1: I'm, I'm grateful mm-hmm. that they have done it in the Islamic Museum of Australia. Yeah, they have a, the Amy Park there, and the management of the club. They have a big space for it. Yeah. Okay. They could have done it there. They started the event with a recitation of Quran and some dua. They embraced these sisters and these amazing girls, mashallah. and I would find. You know, criticism, uh, you know, Sheikh Allah is going where Muslim girls are playing soccer, where some of these girls are not wearing hijab. And, you know, when you have a discussion with them about the traumas they have been through, the challenges they have been through, even the opportunity of being there with them, and we might have not have had that, that opportunity for some reason if the club has chosen to not do this, no one would, would, would even uh, blame them. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to involve us and... To 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 be part of the work and to be to make them feel that they are close with people like them in terms of the religion and the faith that they share. And then you find some people out of nowhere out of nowhere criticizing that. Sitting with some politicians, politicians in the community that would be racist, that would be Islamophobic, and people that are that had a, a not good history with the Muslims before. Mm, corrupt. Exactly. Yeah. Or, or, or they, they they're not good in terms of socializing with Muslims. So you have to call them. You have to tell them, I need these changes to happen. We, we, we're engaging now. We're part and parcel of the community. We can make differences in the lives of, of the politicians, of the parties, and we request one, two, three, four, five. And then you suddenly find some people, why did we sit with the, without names? This guy.
2: Hmm.
1: Okay, this guy. Okay, from that party, for example. And, and, and we say, Shabab, because we need to sit with them. We need to let them know what we need. Otherwise, there are hundreds of options of Muslims. If you do not sit with them and you are the person that cares about the rights of Muslims to be delivered and to be asked for, nobody else will do it. And I had time, I said, subhanAllah, instead of we all working on a same goal that we share, which is taking advantage of 800,000 Muslims that could make a big change in terms of the political life, you know, we criticize one another. Why did this person sit with this? Why did this person do that? So instead of having a vision and goal, and the Prophet did that. Mm-hmm. So he sat with the groups, with the Jews, with everybody, trying to you know, chase for the rights of the Muslims and to build that understanding. So again, the absence of the goal, not knowing what people do. I would I love, love people to question me. Tell me, why are you doing this? Why is this happening? What is the purpose of that meeting? But rather than criticizing one another publicly, and I would have, you know what, some non-Muslim people there on my page or other pages that would say, oh, don't, don't worry, we feel sorry for you. For what happened? They don't understand it. I say, don't worry. You know, we try to sort it out. But sometimes when things are not clear, people would react in such mm-hmm. a way. So, um, again, I, I do not personalize things, and that happened mostly in the time of COVID. You know, when I... We did that yeah, out of religious beliefs. And we said that, that Islam is protecting the lives of people. And you say some people, may you die in three months. Inshallah, we'll see. We can't wait for the time when you and your wife are, are, are dying because of that vaccine. I well, sure you're, that. you're getting um, comments
2: like that. Yes.
1: I, was yeah. on, I was asked on the ABC, oh, wow. on the TV about that. What would you say to these people that are criticizing? And Wallahi, I still... Yeah, I mean, for these people, I said... No problem. I understand it. Because it's a new thing. People panic. They don't know what it is. And it's a new thing that we didn't experience before. So I understand the criticism that came from my community. <laughs> and I still open the doors for, for them to. Because sometimes some people would love to see that tension. Mm-hmm. They would divide us. And they would love to see that division happens. But we should be smarter than that. Yeah. So I don't personalize things, but I would rather give... Find 70 excuses for your brothers and sisters when they have I
3: think it's a habit that we all fall short in because we forget it, you know. Uh, I wanted to know, uh, I thought you were going in a different direction when you started asking about his personal life. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. I
2: was switching gears a little bit.
3: But I wanted to uh, make the Sheikh a human. (laughs) (laughs) How about obviously people see Real Madrid, you know, you walked in with Real Madrid pants. Polar <laughs> And the jacket <laughs> MashaAllah Yeah um, Could you tell us a bit more about um, Outside of the religious side of things And you being an, an ambassador for the dean And trying to do stuff What other stuff do you like? Do you like certain TV shows? Are you an Urtugul fan? Yes Are you
2: yeah, I love this yeah, Look. Basically yes. Yeah. Yes,
3: So um, Yeah Outside of
1: The busy life of Serving the community As an imam So I love I love soccer a lot and I love the change that soccer makes in the lives of people, especially yeah, there's a, 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 a research that, that is done by Cambridge Uni, non-Muslim people. They had just five people. One of them is Muslim, and the rest are non-Muslims. That is talking about how can uh, or does the um, engagement of celebrities in the community reduce the rate of prejudice? Mm-hmm. And it is talking with statistics and, 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 and graphs and everything about since Muhammad Salah joined Liverpool. <laughs>
2: oh okay.
1: god. Twenty page research. Yeah. I know what did it say? It says since Muhammad Salah joined Liverpool, eighteen percent of prejudice and hate against Muslims reduced. Why oh. eighteen percent in Liverpool City. Just the city of Liverpool. 18's a lot. So it is done about the city of Liverpool. Fifty percent of the online <laughs> hate attacks has been have been reduced. So fifty percent of that. And they they talk about the ch- the chants that the Liverpool fans are singing. They I, I said that at the mosque, and I had the Melbourne Victory representatives attending, and I said in, in Australia and Western countries they take advantage of of soccer not only as a soccer club for for entertainment for a change, and that's why I said your Muhammad Salah and these Muslim players and Benzema, mm-hmm. and these Muslim players now they are making a change through some basic things that they are teaching about and practices, especially for practicing players. Muhammad Salah is making the sujood. And they talk about the songs that the Liverpool fans are singing. Mm-hmm. They said, you know, if he scores one more goal, uh, <laughs> I, w- I, w- I would do like him too. If yeah. Muhammad Salah goes the mosque, I would love to be... Something like yeah, that. Yeah. Something <laughs> like that. Two, two songs, two um, mm. rhythms that they are singing there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if he goes to the Muslim... T- uh, if he goes to the mall, mo- I want to be a Muslim... T- they say it, yeah. just words. I'll be Muslim too if he scores another goal. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, and, so- and some young people, they when <coughs> he scores a goal, they make sujood like him without even understanding what this is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But this is a Muslim practice. Mm-hmm. And Muhammad Salah, Jürgen Klopp, the, 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 the manager of the club, has spoken about him and his practice before the game. Mm. And Muhammad Salah fasting during the games as well. And his salah, before he says he goes to his room, and he does some praise before the game. He prays, Raka'at. Yeah. So, uh, do you tell me that this is not going to make a change in the life of people? It, it does. It does yeah. make a change. And <coughs> Bashar Hawli here, Mashallah, as the first practicing Muslim. Mm-hmm. And you see how Bashar, when he comes on Channel 9, everybody loves him. And Bashar was the reason for the MCG to have a multi-faith prayer room. Yeah, And so many Muslim prayers, masha'allah. And I need to emphasize this fact because since I sit with 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 two grandsons of Sheikh Fahmi, mm-hmm. I thought of doing this before I came, but for some reason I forgot. I have the papers with me. You know, I do the marriages, and we still do in one of very few non-Muslim countries that are doing the marriage legally according to the Islamic rules. You know, yeah, Ali and 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 Ashraf, we've got a certificate of marriage. That yellow certificate of marriage that we give, it actually says. The marriage, the Imam that conducted the marriage at this place between this person and that person, the two parties of marriage, according to the rights of Islam. We do this because of Sheikh Fahmi, rahimahullah. And the engagement of of, of Sheikh Fahmi. We have the Muslim cemeteries because of this man. May Allah have mercy on him. And that's a change that this man has been able to make. May Allah reward him. And every time I, I do these marriages, I said because of this man we do marriages according to the Islam religion. And according to the Islamic rules, you're not in France, you cannot register marriage islamically. It has to be a pure civil marriage. Nothing I'm called about the religious marriage. But we register the marriage here officially according to the Islamic rules. Mm-hmm. Because of mm-hmm. Sheikh Fahmi. Allah yarhamu. So I believe in, in soccer and the change and the impact of soccer, especially in modern life now and the change that we have seen in Real Madrid and in Liverpool and so many western countries and here in australia because of bashar as well and so many players mashallah that have been able to make that change so i try to engage a lot with soccer mm-hmm. and get people to work together bashar we have done just an interfaith sports program at the mcg mm. and uh yeah so that's that's that, that's my favorite part of you know as <laughs> ala yeah on
2: the outside of out of the mosque <laughs> yeah you mentioned sirah before so um you into history as well islamic history specifically i love if islamic there was history. if there was a point in history i guess Yes,
1: of course, it's so important for us to know the past. Yeah. And they have that famous statement that you cannot <laughs> yeah. decide for the future without mm-hmm. knowing what the past was. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I love reading about any anything from any person that, that is known. And, you know, yeah, yeah, Abdul, there were a lot of... The Orientalists have written a lot of faith things about the Prophet mm-hmm. And sometimes in, in, in a gathering, I don't use any words of the Qur'an or the Sunnah. I use the words of these people. Mm-hmm. Because when you talk to people based on something that was written from one of them or by one of them, it's more effective than just saying something yeah. from your religion. So Bernard Shaw, for example, as one of the great authors in the history of the British people, he wrote a great statement about Muhammad Sallallahu <laughs> Alaihi Wasallam. He said, if the problems of this world were to be given to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, without saying Sallallahu he, he didn't say that, he would have been able to solve it, solve all these problems. Oh. So that would If you say such a statement In front of people That <coughs> would drag them To read about him mm. Why would Bernard Shaw Say this about him <coughs> There is a book That is written by Liam Paul mm-hmm. That is talking about The history of Muslims In Spain mm-hmm. And uh, he talks about What happens there Documenting The history of Muslims In many countries I believe it is One of the most important things yeah. that we should read about So it's based on The gathering Or the, the, the event That I'm going to Sometimes I read about You know, people
3: from the same culture, the same practice, and you could uh, you can use it because they resonate with it because they're people saying a similar statement.
2: Wait, so you're going to a gathering, giving a talk about the history of?
1: Uh, We go, for example, we had a lot of forums in university with some sometimes professors and and academic people and government people that are talking about freedom of religion.
2: Oh, okay, yeah. For example,
1: we take some statements that we're reading. By some people that witnessed that era of Muslims living in Spain, for example. Ah,
2: okay, yep.
1: How these Muslims, you know, were living in, in harmony with Christians and Jews, mm. they enabled them. Yeah. Even though the Muslims were the majority there, but they gave the Jews who were persecuted mm-hmm. back then to be ministers, mm-hmm. to be leaders, and believe it or not, there was a, a, a an article that is written by a a a, a, a Jewish person not practicing Jewish person. But he's a Jewish person and from Israel. And he wrote a, a, an article replying the uh, the Pope of Vatican when in his one of statements, one of the previous ones, he said that in a time that Islam was spread by sword and, and, and killing people. And he replied to him in his article. And he named the article Saifu Muhammad, the sword of Muhammad. Mm-hmm. And he's a Jewish man. Mm-hmm. And he said... What was mentioned about <coughs> Muhammad ﷺ was not right. Because Jews went to Spain and lived in the justice of Islam when they, the Jews were persecuted and there were ministers, there were educators, there were leaders mm-hmm. in their community without taking any of their rights. Yeah. So sometimes I use the article talking to some people that claim from any mm. culture or any practice Islam uh, you know, persecuted some Cultures of some people, mm-hmm. yeah. You talk to them through a statement from one of them, exactly. That makes a big difference. Mm.
2: Yeah, people are fleeing persecution yes. for harmony. Yes, so how can yes. they? Yes. yes,
3: subhanallah. Yeah, that's a really interesting.
2: Yeah. Well, Ashaf and I have been really big on um, Spanish, and it's good, it's um, interplay it's with Islamic issues.
3: I think when, for example, you, you do your years at Al-, Al Azhar and then you do your five years after that, and you're in Egypt, like you're in the the, mm. <laughs> the country of history, it's probably much easier. But us now being early, um, being infants in the field, <laughs> there's so <laughs> much to grab, and, and that's why, like yeah. even Al Azhar as a as a jamia of history, mm-hmm. like Subhanallah, you yeah. know, because yeah. we see a lot of brothers now, Mashallah, they're studying in Medina, and obviously it's beautiful, and even like all around Saudi. Mm. But then when you look at Al Azhar and you like <laughs> It's the history behind it, For sure it's, you, you know, know, yes, I I agree, and and and, and history is
1: is <coughs> is something important that you know, resonates well with people because um in in, in different even when we talk about the seerah, that time of the Prophet, especially when Jews and Christians lived with him. And that was an important thing to mention sometimes, not the verse, but you mentioned the incident and you support it by the verse of the Quran. And Allah Ashraf, we're in a time that we have an access to history easily now. Unlike so Egyptians wouldn't be even exposed to that part of history. So now we travel We read books We have videos We have everything Mm -hmm. Everything. Alhamdulillah So everybody So
2: accessible You're on TikTok And a video comes up And it triggers a thought And then you start Down a rabbit hole That's true But
1: you know One of the things That we do at the Mosque Open Day Is talking about Australian values And the Islamic values Yeah We say We say sometimes Choose a value That that is practiced here in Australia Mm -hmm. And we connect that to the Prophet And what he did exactly And some people say Do you have something About that Prophet so that we can read about him, so we let them go with something with a plan, and then they come back after they read about him, and um, yeah, guidance is from Allah. Some people, mm.
3: hey. yeah. I think we're gonna be wrapping it up, but we have some final questions that we'd like to ask our guests. One of them is if you had advice to your younger self, yeah. What would that be? This is not Allah, This is Allah. May
1: Allah bless you, Ashraf. A very you good question. That's a half in the <coughs> May Allah bless you. <laughs> if if I have an advice for myself, it would be uh, always knowledge, knowledge, knowledge. Mm-hmm. Reading, studying, knowing more, enlightening myself and my my life with knowledge because the Prophet said that, you know, أشد um, على الشيطان من ألف عابد. One knowledgeable person is harder for the shaitan to deviate than <coughs> a thousand worshippers. Because um, unfortunately these days there's, there's a lot of misguidance. Mm. And you know what? Each one of them claims that they, they are right. Each group, each practice. <coughs> but a person that has solid base of information and knowledge, they would go where to go and they would go fast. So if I would go back and I, when I had more time and more opportunities and more... You know, freedom in terms of time, I would have invested that in knowledge and reading and knowing. And um, yeah.
3: Is there, for example, people here now listening under the age of 30, and when they hear the word knowledge, sometimes there's so many things you don't know where to start and you don't know if you're doing the right thing. Yes. So when you look back, what is it? is it like, okay, is it memorize more Quran, at least for the general population is it, yes. you know, learn more about the seerah, yeah. is there now, a specific no, thing this, yeah,
1: um, it's, I, I believe in both knowledges, so the secular knowledge and the Islamic knowledge, the Islamic knowledge that would help us to uh, to have the comfort in terms of our practice and as I told you, OCD is one of the psychological issues that is happening because of the practice and the understanding of the religion and what does Allah want from me does he need five times of a salah that I re- one salah that I repeat? Or would he accept we have a solution for that? Mm. It's a clear statement. And, and so on, examples like that. So the knowledge that will make the path easy for me to understand what I need to do in certain situations, especially the acts of worship. And the, the other types of knowledge is to be part of the decision-making. Because I need a Muslim lawyer... And I get so disappointed and, and so sad to see a Muslim that decided to leave the education just to make some money. Mm. And I have seen this, unfortunately. So people that are leaving school from the age of 10, after year 12, oh, you know what, I'm not interested in mm. studying anymore. I just want to make some money. So um, the, 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 to be part of the decision-making, you need to be a knowledgeable person. You need to be educated. You need to have certain positions in some places that you cannot obtain without. Being qualified So to yes. be a lawyer <coughs> To be a psychologist To be a politician To be whatever position it is in the community
2: A soccer a player
1: soccer player, mm-hmm. Exactly that would have influence and, um, and, 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 and and you have a lot of followers with you Exactly So you will be part of the decision making Muhammad Salah has met The, uh, the prince of, of, of England Because of who he is yeah. And he knew about The religion of Islam from him Because of who he is and if he wasn't Muhammad Salah, the one that we know, he wouldn't have been there. <coughs> and I am sure that if any incident of racism and Islamophobia that Muhammad Salah is participating in, in terms of like awareness and education, Muhammad Salah would, would make a big difference. Mm-hmm, yeah, so you need the status, you need the influence, you need mm-hmm. the education that happens through your qualification and studies in uni. And uh, you know what? Even when you talk about religion, And the hadith and people that understand (coughs) the methodology of how knowledge is 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 based upon, you can you can see the difference. Mm -hmm. You can see a person that you know had the degree and studied and they more knowledge is opening their minds Mm -hmm. to know about the religious practice. And that's why I know people, Yashraf, in that are qualified, they became like scientists and doctor, they will talk about fasting and Ramadan. And the impact of fasting on the body of the person better than the sheikh that is talking about Ramadan. Mm. If I get a sheikh and a doctor and a scientist that is talking about Ramadan, I would love to listen to the scientist more <laughs> than the sheikh.
2: Well, you we're going ha- to have one real soon. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. So,
1: yani, <coughs> knowledge is always, and an, an, an especially modern knowledge, because mm-hmm. we have a lot of uh, knowledge and we have a lot of ways to investigate about a topic. Facts. You know, Some scientists, they have stopped. why we break the fast with dates? Why did the prophet say, "Do not get angry"? For medical reasons, it said because of the adrenaline that is produced by the body in a certain that could cause a stroke if a person gets angry. So they analyze the text. This is not mentioned in the books of fiqh and Sharia before, because mm. that knowledge was not there. They did not analyze the anger, the impact of anger, and getting, um, you know, frustrated and worried and stressed out on a fasting person. Now they have the psychology knowledge and it can tell you everything. <coughs>
3: you know. can
1: have a stroke if you get angry in Ramadan. Mm-hmm. Because of the lack of food and drink, you can have, you can have a, a serious disease and have a, a very bad uh, you know, a consequence of, of getting angry. That's why the Prophet advised the fasting person, La taqadab, don't get angry. Mm. And when that person provokes you, <laughs> get away. <laughs> <laughs> go away leave that person and go. Thanks. Yeah. The sugar of the dates that yeah. we're breaking our fast with how important that is from a medical and scientific perspective. But When we talk about Ramadan, as we said, about taqwa, and even how to connect taqwa Mm. to the life, needs a person that understands how the system is working. So I talk about taqwa, for example, when we do not need the cameras. You know the concept of Ramadan. Ashraf has been fasting today. No one knows if, if we went to the room and we had some food and drink. I still claim that I'm fasting. So that's the concept of tat-taqun. So that you may raise the concept of the consciousness of Allah. And in the absence of, the, of cameras, I'm not going to cut the traffic light. Mm. I'm not going to speed because there is no cameras here. Because of your safety. Because of knowing that Allah is watching. And when it comes to you know, bribes and crimes and sins and mistakes, Allah is watching. Yeah. So that's the concept of taqwa. That not only a Muslim can practice, but also a non-Muslim, when they know about fasting, does fasting, being hungry and thirsty, can make me stop doing the wrong things in life? Mm-hmm. Yes? Because that's the main goal of fasting. لَعَلَّكُمْ okay, تَتَّقُونَ And then man. you go deeper in explaining what taqwa is. Mm-hmm. So I believe that modern knowledge and life, in life is, is, is empowering. And now they even have science and, and religion mm-hmm. trying to connect. Why did Allah say about pork haram? Wine is haram. Riba is haram, from uh, the economic study. So now Islamic finance, when we go to a conference, they bring some statements by uh, economists that are talking about the importance of Islamic finance. If I get a sheikh to talk about Islamic finance, some people wouldn't be able to talk about it. Mm. If I get a sheikh to talk about the creation of the human being that made many people beca- become Muslims, mm. the ayah of the Quran, the, the stages of creating the human being, mm. many people became Muslims because of that. Yeah. people became Muslims because of reading the Quran everyone specialised in something and the ayah of the Quran resonated with them these words would not be from any person except Allah or anyone except Allah
3: mm-hmm.
1: On so that's 100%. the knowledge that we need to have
2: beautiful I want to take it one left gear no before problem. we end the episode no problem um, what's your go to coffee? what's my? go to coffee uh, please don't tell me you don't drink coffee
1: I am. A, I used to drink three, four coffees a day.
2: Beautiful, <laughs> that's, that's yeah,
1: amazing. Because I, I, I am. Um, I do a marriage, for example, in the <laughs> in, in 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 the western <laughs> suburb, and two hours later I have to do another one, and and three hours later I have to uh, do an interview for for for, for a, a, a like a TV or a, a newspaper. Yeah. I need to focus, yeah. and, and and English is a second language for me. Yeah. yeah. So at the end of the day, I would be Khalas no English anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't get the words. Yeah. So I have to do that, but I I I minimize that to a strong coffee in the morning. Yeah, like so a double I have espresso. I have a, a um, almond cappuccino, three shots. On a on a small yeah. size. <laughs> Abdul loves that. That's my guy, right? So <laughs> when yeah. I go to the shop, sometimes Wallahi ali. The one that is making the coffee, they said, "Are you sure that this is your coffee?" <laughs> 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 it's just <laughs> "Half of the cup or two third of the cup is black." Are you wearing the third as well? <laughs> when you <laughs> say three shots, <laughs>
2: they're
3: <It's laughs> like,
1: well oh, this guy's long day."
2: <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> I tell them about oh, this. Yeah, yeah. So and some people
1: actually asked. They yeah. said, "Okay, you take it at your your own risk. I'm not I'm not responsible for this crazy coffee." Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: yeah. but yeah. I cannot. I cannot. Have you ever heard a coffee like that? Me and Bristol work together. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> and then every time. <laughs> I order a coffee. The can confirm this. Yes, the person who's serving always says the exact same thing because I always said, "Can I get an extra shot already?" In however much is in it, right? And they always say, "Are you sure?" Yes. <laughs> That's the go-to response. <laughs> Are you sure? And after a while, you get sick or tired of it because they're like worried for you. Yes, like it know. is what it is. I know. I know. Why the almond milk though? Um,
1: I'm, uh, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm intolerant to the non-milk. No milk Yeah. 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 Uh, I I just have the almond
3: Tolerant for pistachio shakes Yeah Yes Pistachio shakes are actually Yeah (laughs) (laughs) Let's go They're
1: more dominant Than the milk And the pistachio Having a
2: tolerance for milk Is actually a mutation as well Yeah Like we're not actually Genetically But that's a whole Another conversation But um, Thank you Sheikh Halab For coming on We appreciate you guys Hopefully the (laughs) guys Can benefit from this episode And they definitely will will, Yeah Um, Thank you guys for listening Make sure to share like, subscribe and most definitely comment and we'll see you next week's episode. Peace. Peace out.